Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to today's show, everyone, at our new hour, 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Before we dive in with Sarah Haynes, uh, Mandy, how are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm still getting used to this new 4 o'clock time slot. I think it's even better. Best smarter, better, faster, wiser spot, don't you think? <laughs> I agree. You know, what, eight, 4 o'clock, I'm still wide awake. I'm still ready to go, you know, not thinking about dinner. I'm, I'm still thinking cool green stuff. A little bit more energy as well before the end of the day, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're never really on a shortage of energy around here. (laughs) (laughs) So we can laugh harder and cry louder? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we were doing some funky filming today. What would you think about all of that happening in the office today? I felt like I was in a Hollywood studio. Byron, you looked great on film, let me tell you. Fantastic. I was listening well, in. That was because was it was a three-inch screen you were looking at. <laughs> well, I thought you did a great job. Tell, what were you working on specifically today? Uh, let's see. I was working on trying not to make an, a complete ass out of myself on, in front of a video <laughs> camera. That was the primary goal of the day. Uh, but other than that, so I don't know. What's your take on the video stuff, you know, the video promotion? I'm a little nervous about it. You know, it... it, it We'll see how it plays out, but seems a little bit almost used car salesperson-like, <laughs> selling your soul on video, and, and, uh, but hopefully the message will be delivered properly. Um, we're trying to guide people into some value propositions for the company, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll check it out. We'll pay, the, we'll, we'll pay the bill and maybe scrap the whole thing. Who knows? <laughs> I think people are going to appreciate being able to put your face with the company name. I think that's going to be important. We'll see. I think the company name <laughs> should go before my face. That's the, you know, uh, but so many companies um, have used their founders as the catalyst for uh, kind of personalizing what what the messaging is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what our take is on all of this. But overall... It was kind of interesting. We all had to be quiet in the office. We're in a big open office here, in case anybody's interested. And uh, we took one sec, one wing of our office, um, and turned it into a little mini studio. So it'll be interesting. Well, it was a lot of fun today having a, a big old-fashioned Hollywood crew in here. It was really cool. Well, we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's take a break, everyone. I'll get, uh, I'll chug a quart of water and try to get my voice back, <laughs> and we'll dive in. Uh, with a fabulous guest today, a guest today, Sarah Haynes, to talk with us about green rock stars, literally rock stars, and, and mm-hmm. their greenness. So back everyone in a minute. Uh, look forward to chatting with, uh, with Sarah today. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. 
How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. strings. Marketing to women expert Maria Retan will untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. Purse Strings with Maria Retan. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now, back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. And we're here with Sarah Haynes, uh, the founder of the Spitfire Agency. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Fabulous. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about maybe some big picture questions like the music industry in general and how the online marketing world has really been changed, um, you know, how, how the music industry has been changed by the online marketing world. Wow, that's a broad question. Yeah. <laughs> You can take 20 to 30 minutes to answer it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I, I think that the uh, music industry is doing a great job of sort of leading the pack um, and greening. Um, there's, there's a number of different businesses and categories of businesses that are doing a good job in this area. The music industry is obviously one that's um, one of the most noticeable. So I'm glad that they've, uh, you know, grabbed the ball and run with it. And um, what was the part about online? Well, so, you know, online marketing seems to me a big, you know, a big hot opportunity right now, particularly for newer bands, you know, to get their music out, um, to, to build community around their, their, their talent. 
you know, isn't the online marketing opportunity now just creating incredible, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, visibility for for the for people in the music industry in general? Well, I mean, I don't personally market bands. Um, I did. I, I used to work at a record company and do a lot of that, but it was many years ago before online was a, a major player in marketing. Um, but in terms of marketing, greening, sustainability, social awareness, etc., um, it's been a terrific tool for us, and um, that goes in conjunction with the bands. Obviously, we work with a number of bands and celebrities that help us um, garner attention toward issues. So um, certainly the online element is a big one, but we tend to be more um, street-based in what we're doing, tend to be more event-based, that kind of thing. Tell us a little, little bit about how a musician and uh, or, or a band, if you will, goes green. What's what's the definition of Red Hot Chili Peppers, for example, going green? Well, I think that um, really no different than any other individual in life wanting to be green. So if you look at, at yourself, which is you know the best place to start, what are you driving? Um, you know, what are your habits, what are you eating, et cetera. And it's really no different for the bands. It's just, it's just more noticeable. So um, instead of worrying about what kind of car they're driving, they're, they're focused on what kind of tour bus they're driving. And, um, you know, as an individual, you may choose to walk to work, and a band might choose to route their tour in a more effective way to cut out some of the miles. So it's just, it's just an extension on what everybody else is doing in their daily life. Um, certainly as a group, they can impact, um, make, make a really tremendous impact, just as we can as individuals as well. Um, you know, if you're, if you're choosing to eat organic um, in your life because you want to support, you know, local farmers and, and organic businesses, you know, same thing with bands going on the road and wanting to have different choices of food at their festivals and have the food served in compostable, um, you know, Foodware, cups, plates, etc., instead of on plastic. So it's kind of the same thing, but just a bigger picture. Hmm. And what about? Tell us a little bit about the Spitfire Agency and your well, role there, and what you do. Sure, we're we're a full service production, promotion, and marketing agency dedicated to nonprofits, responsible businesses, progressive programs of of any kind, films, etc., and um, cause related ventures. So we have it's a pretty broad. Um, we, we pretty much want to work with anybody who is looking to do things a little bit differently and um, hopefully uh, wants to create the model so others can follow along. We tend to work with, um, like, for instance, we just did the Rothbury Festival in Michigan, which is a large-scale concert festival. A lot of people are familiar with Bonnaroo, similar to Bonnaroo in its size and nature, but very, very green and, and was sort of created with... Um, the uh, mission of creating a durable social movement. And, um, and with that festival, uh, we uh, – gosh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I'm sorry. Well, I lo- I'd love to ask you a follow-up on that anyway. You know, green festivals, you know, can you give us some examples of, of festivals that have centered around helping the – maybe either that you've been involved with or music festivals – um, you know, are we going to see a return of, of Woodstock and, and, and Woodstock going green, Greenstock? <laughs> what, what festivals are, are, are happening out there that, that are of interest, would be of interest to our listeners? Well, uh, let's see. I, I mean, I, I, 
not to um, bring up my own work, but I, I do believe that Rothbury is about as green as, as anybody's gone. So I'd, I'll definitely point people to that festival. Um, and then uh, a number of festivals have started doing really great recycling programs or maybe not quite as far along as Rothbury in some other areas. But, um, you know, Bonnaroo's got a great recycling program. There's a festival, uh, a series of festivals called the Green Apple Festivals uh, created by a guy who used to own wetlands out in New York, that club. And um, they're doing some really good, good stuff. So um, I think that most festivals are standard music festivals that have decided to go green. And they're doing pretty well, and then and then there's some that actually cr- were created specifically to be the model. That's where I was going with that other question. Um, some of them are, are were created specifically to be the model, and those are the ones that we get excited about. Um, you know, we want as a business, we want to get involved with festivals and events and and clients that um, don't just want to do it for themselves, but that want to show that it can be done and put the information out so that others can can try to do it and maybe even do it one one better. So Sarah, since we're we're knee deep in festival season right now, I mean, you know, there's a ton of music festivals, especially in the summertime around here. But are you are you planning only new green festivals, or are you sort of helping some of the big guys go green, like Glastonbury, for example? Well, I'm not working on Glastonbury, but it's a good idea. I should probably <laughs> touch base with them and have some people involved in it. Get them on the phone. Um, you know, every time it's different, right? I mean, we have to be hired, so it's not always our choice which which ones come along. But um, sometimes um, it's an event like, sometimes but fewer, uh, few and far between, it's an event like Rothbury that comes to us and says, we're going to create this concert and we want you to be involved in every bit of it from the get-go. Um, so that we we make it something that's really considered the environment and, and social consciousness into every decision we make. That's that's such a luxury. Um, really nice to have that happen, but that does does not happen often. And mostly, we're called by festivals or events or tours, and they say, "Hey, we've got this here festival, and we really like to change the impact on it. Can you help us do that?" And that's that's also great. Um, but there's a little less room for change sometimes it takes it's a little tougher to you know change out the, all the food vendors things like that when they've been working there for years so now, what are you um, what are you doing with with burning man specifically because i know that you're working with them this year right well burning man's a burning man's a funny one because burning man's a really uh, it's an event created by the community of burning man as opposed to like a production company mm-hmm. um so i've been going to burning man for 15 years i think this will be my 16th year and, um, you know, it was a wee bitty event back then, <laughs> just mm-hmm. a, a lot of art in the in the desert. And um, they don't hire companies, so they're not really a, a, a normal client. Um, they're a festival that invites its participants to create what it is. So I, as an individual, not my company, have gone in there and helped um, – get them to be more green over the last five or six years. And I continue to work there, but not always even in greening. Like I, I work in the art department. Um, we're the people that, that uh, bring in all the art and give grants and things like that um, to the artists at the festival. Mm-hmm. And that's my role there. So really different. It's more, more of an individual role than a company. So now how specifically do you 
take me through it. Say, say, you know, Burning Man says we want you to come in and help us out. What specifically do you go in, and, and how do you start helping them? Well, I think that's a great question for most festivals. For Burning Man, it doesn't work that way. There's no we. There's there's only like all there's there's no group saying we want you to come here. Right. Uh, okay. Burning Man is different. It's it's what are you going to do because you care. And so I said, I'm going to come in and do this. And they went, um, okay, sure, <laughs> knock yourself out. <laughs> so that's a little bit different. But your question does pertain to every other client I have where they come to us and they say, hey, we want you to come in here and, and green this up. And that, that's 99.9% of what we're doing. And, and who are you working with? I know you guys are working with the, the Chili Peppers. Like, what are you doing with them? Well, whoop, you there still? With that oh, band, um, there was a click there. Are we all still on? Mm-hmm. We're here. Sorry. With that band, um, they they actually, it happened very naturally. Um, we were all in the car together driving to an event. Um, we share a mutual friend, uh, Woody Harrelson's friends with them, and a friend of mine, and I had picked him up to go to a concert, and they happened to be with him. And um, I'd never met them, and we were chatting about, some posters that were in my car that were um, printed on hemp and flax and uh, a little bit of post-consumer waste paper, and they were just asking about it and looking at it and saying, wow, this looks really great. I didn't know you could do that. And I said, well, why don't you be the first band to ever put out a tree-free record? Mm-hmm. And they were like, that sounds great. We'd love to. We love the trees. Let's do it. And a month <laughs> later, they put out um, their record, By the Way. Um, on hemp and flax, and and actually paved the way for for the whole music industry. Again, I I love to work creating the model and then giving the information away. And we tested all sorts of papers and printers, and 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 really worked very hard for a couple months um, perfecting it. The the record that we did it on uh, is called By the Way, and it had a painting on it. Mm-hmm. And they were their their friend painted it, and they really wanted it to look perfect. And so we worked very hard to to do it and um, once we were done with it um, we went into Warner Brothers who was their label and uh, said look this can be done and this is how it was done and this is what it cost and if you were to commit all of your business to this paper company it would cost a lot less and it would probably cost about the same as normal virgin paper and we ran the numbers with them and they said if you can make it the same price as everything else we do we'll do it on everything and we did so the Red Hot Chili Peppers were just excited personally to do something um, great for the earth and, and new and different. And then that led to their entire label uh, changing all their paper and, and single-handedly driving the market and, and driving the price down for everyone. And now just about every record company is printing recycled or um, some form of you know recycled paper with another mix like flax. So it's, it's, uh, it was a really neat move that they did. That's awesome. You actually you have a, a great list of clients. Like, have you have you ever met anyone that you were totally starstruck by? I feel like I have. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Usually, it's not somebody that's that's a musician. It'll be like an insane artist or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, when I very first met Woody, I was a little. I suppose I, I contacted him. Um, to get on a tour I did called the Spitfire Tours prior to having this agency, and I had a tour called the Spitfire Tour. And um, and I was really impressed with his work in, in animal issues and animal cruelty, food-oriented issues, and um, 
contacted him and was surprised that I sent him a fax through his manager and was very surprised for him to call me a day later and say, this is great, let's talk about this. And <laughs> so I was probably a little flustered and excited on that phone call. But, you know, a week later they're the same person as everybody else in your life. I mean, not the same person, but the same level of person or what have you. You know, they're just another buddy that's looking to do a great thing. And, and so probably I don't have that as much these days. I wanted to just ask I'm a couple of quick talking questions. To you guys. One is, um, does it does it really disgust you to attend an event that isn't that doesn't have elements of green and recycled products and isn't geared towards towards something? Does it like how? What is your feeling about that? Yeah, <laughs> I generally don't go to them. Um, I. I yeah it does it I I wouldn't say discuss because I think we're all on on our own personal path and God knows I mean I used to do all sorts of events that were not green at all you know I owned an event production company that does you know some some pretty serious major events around the country and um, I I sold it about ten years ago but you know I was doing them too so. You know, you got to have some, a little bit of compassion and understanding that we're all on a path and we hit different points at different times. And, and so, yeah, it's a little annoying. And then I try to take that energy and put it into solutions and call the event owner and say, hey, look, you don't need to do it that way. And, and you know, money speaks volumes, and, and there's a number of ways that greening saves money. So I, I try to focus on that and say, hey, look, I noticed you had 75 people cleaning up the event, but if you had had... 100 volunteers standing at waste stations, you would have only had to have 20 people cleaning up the event, and I happen to know how much that costs, and you could have saved about $60,000. And You know, I try to walk them through it. <laughs> um, so usually, you know, people want to do the right thing. They're just not really sure how to, or they're too busy to get it done, or they have some other concern. But I think that when you kind of explain to someone the reasons it makes sense and why it doesn't cost a you know, million dollars more, which everybody assumes, then um, usually people come right around. And one final question. Who, who is the most or the most fanatically green rock star or celebrity that you've met? Oh, wow. Um, there's, and there's so many that are doing um, great stuff, but I actually can't think of anybody that's fanatical about it. I mean, I think everybody's... Um, really humble and doing their personal part and not talking about it much. Um, I'm impressed by the band Guster, um, who I would not call fanatical at all, but I, I do think really authentic. And, and um, they have a company out there uh, a little bit similar to mine, but sort of focused in a different direction, more tour-oriented biodiesel stuff, but um, called Reverb, and they're doing really great work. You know, they took their, their attention and built a nonprofit and, they, they are helping green other bands' tours. They're greening the Dave Matthews tour, and they're greening um, the John Mayer tour. So they're out doing doing some really great work and not tooting their own horn about it. So I, I wouldn't call it fanatical and, you know, whatever, but, but, but definitely really authentic and deep. So I'll point to them. So thanks for the answer. Do you feel that it, 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 the industry is migrating to a place where if you're not actively, you know, looking for green ways to produce a concert or event, that it's just uncool, you know, that it's you're going to be frowned upon? I mean, is the pressure out there right now behind you and motivating people to take action? 
I hope so. If you look at the mission statement for my company, it says we're trying to make sustainability sexy and consciousness cool. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And, and I hope that it that people feel frowned upon. There's nothing better than a little public pressure, you know. But, um, but um, yeah, I think I personally think it's uncool. I guess, you know, it's, it's uh, in the eyes of the beholder, but but I personally um, think it's uncool not to, and and more importantly, I think it's really cool when people do do it. So I'm trying to focus on the positive and get everybody to look at how great it is. And you know, if you look at just like I, we just finished the Rothbury Festival, so I point to that again. But um, if you look at the press that the Rothbury Festival got, I mean, it's just unheard of how much press they've gotten. It's really focused on. I mean, it's focused on the bands and all sorts of great things and the art, but. The greening is in everything, and um, I think that if you really do it well, it it, it pays back, you know, um, in attention and and press and et cetera. So, yeah. Well, Sarah, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Any any plugs for how people could get a hold of you or or learn more about your your agency? Sure, SpitfireAgency.com. I mean, it's all there, and I'm emailable right there. And um, can I leave your listeners with a with a fun thing to do? Please. Okay. Fine. So tips I got are a great. Challenge. That's what we're all about. <laughs> <laughs> I got a challenge about maybe six five years ago from Julia Butterfly, the gal that climbed that tree and didn't come down for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, she said to me, "I challenge you to carry your your own trash for a week everywhere you go." If you get out of your car to get a cup of coffee, you lug the bag with you to the coffee stand, and you get your coffee, and you go back in your car, and you bring it with you. (laughs) Every meeting, every flight, everything, every room you go to in your house, carry your own trash for a week. And I did it. Wow. And it was unbelievable. (laughs) A, how much we create. You carry your own recycling, too, but you can divide it up at the end. A, how much you create, but B, how many things you don't need to carry. Um, it's oh, really yeah. unbelievable. You go to a bar and you get a draft beer instead of a canned beer. You you know, everything you do changes when you have to carry it with you. You know, bulk bulk food items. It's really nice when you know, have a whole box of cereal because it's not trash for a few weeks. Um, and then I did it again uh, about three months later once I'd learned all the tricks. And the first time I had to carry my European backpack and the second time I carried my little book bag and I got through the entire week with it. Oh my god, wow. that's great. That's an awesome challenge. It's really funny. It's really fun. It's a little bit funny. It's kind of stinky, but, but it's totally <laughs> It's totally worth it. And and you just don't know what you create until you have to ha- haul it everywhere you go and you really realize what you're up to and you buy items that don't have packaging and it's amazing um how much you can learn by doing that. And it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. And if our listeners want to learn more, they can go to SpitfireAgency.com to learn about any of the upcoming projects you guys are working on, right? Yep, that's right. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been really awesome. Oh, good. Thanks. Until next week, everyone. Really fantastic, Sarah. Wow. And that, that last tip, wow, that really just stunned me. I'll tell you, of all the tips that our guests have, have, have uh, suggested, that one really makes you think. We have to ponder on that mm-hmm. and really think deeply about that. That That's just amazing. Um, yeah. So until next week, everyone, I hope your life is a little smarter. Better. Faster. 
More rock star. <laughs> More green rock star. How about More that? green rock star. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week at 4 o'clock.